everyone, and welcome to Fit Chicks Chat, the podcast that is dedicated to educating around fitness, nutrition, wellness, and of course, mindset. Now, if you are someone who has been listening for a while or just getting started and you love health and fitness, you love to learn about it and want to grow and learn even more, please make sure you check out our upcoming certifications, our fitness and nutrition expert certification, as well as our holistic nutrition weight loss coaching certification, which you can learn more about at fitchicksacademy.com. So again, we have both of our certifications up and coming. You can check them out at fitchicksacademy.com where you can learn more, get certified and help others fall in love with their health. All right. Thank you so much for listening today and on to the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Fit Chicks Chats. My name is Laura Jackson. And I'm Amanda Quinn. And on today's episode, we are talking about the fitness coaching hacks we wish we knew before we got started. So this is something we've been spending a lot of time talking about because it's funny, like we forget that we started our business. We started in this industry now, I guess it's what, 14 years? Almost 14 years. Yeah. 14 years is crazy bananas. Like during that time, humans have been born. (laughs) There has been (laughs) marriages, marriages, all these things have changed, but you know, and we're actually going to be sharing next week or in an upcoming podcast. I don't know if it's next week or not, but just sharing again, our story, because, you know, we do have a lot of new people who end up in our world who don't know kind of how, we got started, how we went from literally zero experience in the fitness industry to building a seven-figure fitness company and then moving into online education and helping other fitness instructors. But we, the one thing I love is I love when we go back and we start talking about these things as we're you know in the academy and coaching new students because the, when we share this wisdom, it's like it saves our students and new fitness instructors so much time when they're building their businesses. Mm-hmm. So you know, I almost feel like it's like sharing the wise words to our, <laughs> to our younger generation. Passing on the torch of information, <laughs> torch, even though the average age in our academy is over the age of 38. So we're not really passing on to the younger generation, but we're sharing it to with new, all women. To new coaches. Yeah. Like we're exactly to the, we're you, basically new, just co- taking baby coaches. We're what I like to think of it as, is like, if we're fast tracking people to their success, because these are the things that if we would have known these things, it would have saved us a lot of time of like a lot of the trial and error, a lot of the testing because it would have, it's like a blueprint essentially is what we're going to be talking about today is like this blueprint of what created our bootcamp program to be so successful. Well, and I just think it's the idea of when you're getting into, you know, you have this passion, you want to become a fitness instructor mm-hmm. and you're like, but you're seeing so many people in different, you know, areas of fitness. So maybe they're personal trainers or maybe they're really hardcore or maybe they're into low impact or what, or boot camps or whatever it is. And you're kind of thinking, well, I'd love to do this, but I don't really know in what, like, maybe I don't know which space I want to be in, or do I have to do all of the things? And I know that that's what it was like when I first started, like, you know, we kind of jumped in and we were like, okay, we're going to teach fitness. We love fitness. And then Mm -hmm. we kind of got into this idea of like, well, of course we should do personal training because fitness instructor or fitness coaches do personal training. Right. Or that should be where we, we start because it's easier, you know, like it's easier to find one person than it is to find a group of people. And it actually was the complete opposite. I was going to say that's completely false in my experience because it's like to find one person for personal training, it might be 
easier to find one person for personal training, but it would usually be a short-lived experience because generally people can't afford it for longevity. And I know we're going to get into all this, so I'm not going to jump ahead, but, but that's what we're kind of taught, right? Or I shouldn't say we're taught like some certifications teach. I think it's just, we think. It's just, just exactly. There's, there's so many things that we just think that's the way it's done. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we love at Fitchix Academy is we kind of break the rules is we teach fitness totally different. We teach business totally different. And we teach even how to teach totally different. Like we really teach, you know, from the client's perspective, like how we always want our students thinking about what is the client going to benefit from this? What's going to get them the best results? What is going to be the easiest thing for them to do? So the first fitness coaching hack that we wish we knew before starting, and I don't even know if this is really a hack, but I really wish we would have known to start with group fitness and not personal training. Yeah. And I wish that we would have known to just stay in that lane. Yeah. And the reason why is it's just from an energy perspective, when you're teaching personal training or group fitness, you're still expending the same type of energy, unless you're going to be a trainer who's just going to kind of stand with the clipboard. Like, you know, the ones that you see at the gym, they stand with the clipboard and they're just like, keep going. And they're really not that engaged. I know. I always feel to be totally honest. I always feel really bad for the person hiring them because generally when people are hiring a coach, they're hiring them. Yes. For the training. Yes. For, um, the coaching aspect, but they're also hiring them for like engagement and interaction and connection. And they want to feel like they're being seen and heard. But if you're literally standing with a clipboard in front of your face, like you're not even looking at your client, right? Like it's just, it just is so boring. Right. And it just or seems so like disengaged. Yeah. It just seems so disengaged. And it's just like, man, like, but so if you're not going to do that, but you are going to be a personal trainer who's like, you know, really getting down and getting into it, you're, you have to bring the energy because the energy you give to your client is what they're going to give into their workout. Right. Like, it's like, they're looking for you for that energetic sort of, um, like uprising. I can't think of the right word. My brain's not thinking about it, but it's like, they're looking for you to help them achieve this goal. So if you show up and you're all like, boot to do like whatever, so low energy, they're going to go into that workout with that same type of energy. So you've got to reflect that. But if it's one person or if it's 20 people, it's the same. And I always found it more challenging to do it with one person because everyone else in the community feed, like when you have 20 people, they feed off of each other. And it's like this cool, amazing, big energy that happens. Well, that's the thing, because when you are in fitness, a lot of people don't realize how taxing it is on you as a coach, Mm -hmm. right? Because, and also you want to be doing this for the long term. You don't want to be doing this just for a year of your life. And if you are only doing personal training clients and you're someone who's very involved with your personal training clients, for example, doing like at home or outdoor personal training where you have them all over the park and you're being their partner for things. And like Amanda said, keeping the energy up for them. And then you have to do that with eight different people because you have eight clients in a day. Like it's really unrealistic for you physically to be able to keep up at that level and emotionally to be able to keep up that energy. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, when I first started, that was my biggest thing was I remember seeing like two clients and I was exhausted yeah. because I was like, oh my gosh, like I cannot just stand here because for me to be a great trainer, I have to keep my energy up. Like I have to ramp myself up and that requires even more energy. And then on top of it, you know, it's also the whole thing of like, you have to, there's more of a personal relationship usually. 
right? With a, with a one-on-one client, you have to be talking to them the whole time. So if you're kind of having even like a bad day, it's very challenging if you have to go and be one-on-one with a certain amount of people versus if you have to, you know, put that aside and bring it for a class, right? Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's just a totally different space, but it, it is taxing on you to be a, a fitness coach. So you've got to think about, okay, what can I do that is going to allow me to serve the most amount of people, preserve my energy and make the most amount of money? Yeah. Like this is a big question we ask all of our students is like, how much money do you want to make? People don't talk about money enough. And as a fitness instructor and as a fitness coach, you can make a lot of money Totally. if you're doing group fitness and preserve your energy and work less. So Mm -hmm. that's why for me, I'm such a huge believer. I know you are too, in the idea of like, from the get-go, start with a group fitness program. And if you choose to do some personal training, think of it like sprinkles on your cake or like the, you know, icing on the cake. It literally is something you just do a little bit here and there as the extras, Mm -hmm. but the main chunk of your business is group fitness, because that is going to be the thing that's going to build you the quickest, make you the most money and save you the most amount of energy and time. Totally. And I, I mean, even when I, when we started this conversation today, when I said, you know, even from a client perspective too, when you're able to offer group fitness and even if it's small group fitness, so, you know, I'm saying 20 people, but even if it's five people, so say yeah. you find five people to join, you have a small group. If they're each paying $20, now you're making a hundred dollars an hour, right? So if they're each paying $20 a class, which is about the average of a fitness class, it's a hundred dollars an hour versus if you're doing personal training, where maybe you're um, ceiling would be $50 an hour, let's just say on industry average, right? So now you've doubled your revenue, but also what you've done for your client. And this is, I always think about it from the client perspective. When you think about it from the client perspective, you've now made it more affordable for them to be able to join you for, especially from a longevity standpoint, because personal training is something where a lot of people may start out on that path, but they can't necessarily continue on that path for long periods of time, just even from a financial standpoint, or sometimes they get to a place where they do want that community aspect. So if you don't have group fitness as an opportunity for them to join you, they're going to have to look elsewhere. But I definitely think it's just like from a time perspective and from a money perspective, and then from a client perspective, it just makes sense. And I also think, and again, this is just from my experience being in the industry, but I think I'm also seeing it through the lens of group fitness is that the majority of people prefer group fitness over personal training, where again, we think it's the opposite. We think that people want, everyone wants personalized attention. But when it comes to transforming your fitness and your health and your body, a lot of times that can feel like too overwhelming. You know what I mean? Like it's too much focus just on them that it's like, okay, if I go with a group who's also having the same amount of same goals, I feel like, you know, it's not as much, not as much of a spotlight on me. So -hmm. some people love the personal attention, but those are the people who are never going to attend group fitness and vice versa, right? The people who love group fitness are really never going to go to personal training. Like I actually don't like being personal trained. I find I. <laughs> I always found it way too much. Like I was, I felt like I always had to talk to them about stuff. And, you know, unless you have a really good relationship with your trainer, it's like to fill an hour, then they're just standing next to you, spotting you. My way of encouragement is not having somebody like one person being like, good job. Like, you know what I mean? Like I actually feed off the energy of a group too, as a participant. So that is probably as well why I love teaching it versus mm-hmm. personal training. Yeah. 
No. And I can relate to the whole thing of like not wanting to be in the spotlight. Like even when I think about, you know, when I attend like a yoga class or something, I am never in the front row. I'm always someone who's like, where's the back at? (laughs) And it's just, and, and I'm confident and comfortable in my practice, but it's just, it's just my preference. I have no desire to kind of be in that front row in that perspective. Like, I just want to just go there and do my thing and just kind of like use this as an opportunity for me, not necessarily to be in the spotlight. So I think, yeah, group just me too. And I think it really is just, again, it's a, it's a belief thing, right? Like it's this idea like, oh, but I'll make more with personal training or personal training is easier. And that's the reason why, like, we wish we would have known this before we started. So if you're thinking about getting certified, this is why we're like, start with group fitness. Yeah. And if you choose to do some personal training, do that after or do that mixed in. But the, honestly, it will be the best decision to start your business quickly, make the most money quickly and serve the most people quickly. Mm -hmm. So the second thing that we wish we would have known before we started was to keep it simple. Now, this is something (laughs) I always say this in the Academy. I'm like, simple does not mean easy (laughs) or boring (laughs) or boring, but, and it's actually harder to make things simple than it is to make them complicated. Like keeping things simple is actually a skill. So when we say simple, we mean it has to be simple for you to be able to coach on. So it has to be simple for you to be able to teach to other people. And it has to be simple for your clients to follow. Mm -hmm. So when let's use the example of if you are, you know, doing you've taken our advice from group number from hack number one, and you're starting your group fitness. Now you don't have to make it super complicated and create brand new workouts every single class. And you don't have to make it super complicated where it's like all of these patterns that are so overwhelming and crazy exercises that people turn into a pretzel in, right? (laughs) Literally. It's like, for example, what we did was we had signature workouts. And if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you've heard about this, but we created signature patterns. I think at the end we had like how many, like 20 of them. I think so. Around but even that. when we first started, let's say you had four of them and you're teaching a, a group fitness program. It's two times a week. So we had four signature patterns. And then what we would do is just repeat them, but plug in new exercises. So if we did something like the dirty 30, which was 30 seconds um, of upper body, 30 seconds of lower body, 30 seconds of cardio, mm-hmm. um, And then what you would do is you would repeat that three times for a total of four and a half minutes. So it was like rounds that you would do super easy to write, super easy to teach, super easy for your people to understand. And then we just repeat that and change the upper body, the lower body and the cardio exercise based on, we have a video vault that we give our students too. They just like plug and play. Right. And then that way you're not stressing yourself out, exerting so much energy thinking, I have to come up with new workouts all the time. I have to come up with everything has to be new. And it's actually the opposite. Like I found too, from my experience is that clients liked those patterns and those repeats because they're like, oh, I, I, we've learned they're that before. I know what, it. yeah, I know what's going to come. Oh, but we're doing a whole new workout. So it's fresh and new and fun every time. Yeah. And also, you know, looking at the exercises that you're using, you know, take the foundational exercises and then you can add a twist to them, make them interesting and fun, but you don't have to like spend hours and hours trying to like find all these brand new, crazy exercises. It was like, okay, take a squat and then just like add a twist to it. Right. Add something. And 
not necessarily like an actual twist, but you could use a twist, but I mean, just add something different to it to add a little spice to it, to make it just like unique and fun. So it's not just a standard squat, but it's basically taking all of those foundational movements, like squats, push-ups, lunges, um, burpees, like those kinds of things. And then you just add your own little twist to it to make it fun, interesting, and something that your clients will be like, oh, okay, we're doing burpees, but they're not standard. So now it becomes interesting for my brain to stay engaged in this exercise, but it's still a simple movement. So they still know the foundation of it. So it's not just like creating these insane things. The other thing too, is we used to do a lot of like group stuff, like challenges and things or like games in our classes. And one of the lessons that I learned very quickly was again, keeping it simple. If you try to create some sort of like a game, and I remember doing this in the beginning where I'd make like make up these games and they'd be like, it would literally take me 10 minutes to explain it. <laughs> and then yeah. I was like, oh man, and I just wasted like, 10 minutes. And then at the end, I'd be like, does anyone have any questions? And then like every hand would go up and I'm like, oh dang, I did not yeah, explain like, this I don't well. know what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like if you're going to do like games or like partner work or anything, like pull back, like keep it simple. Even when we used to do partner work, it was like, instead of making it all complex, like they have to do this, that it was literally like partner A does this movement, partner B does this thing. And then they just switch spots. Doing that kind of partner work is still engaging. It's still connecting, but it's so simple. It's such a simple way to create that opportunity for your clients to engage. Yeah. And again, I think this just comes back from also like beliefs. Like it's always like, I have to make it so different for people to like my class over somebody else's. It has to be so like mind blowing with the fact of like what we're doing versus, you know, traditional exercises, or I have to be moving them everywhere and all over the place. And yes, those things are all amazing, but we don't have to do them all at once. And the thing is, is that you bring the energy, right? Like you create your class, your vibe, your style. It's your world. I always say that you, which will lead into number three, but it's always your world. You get to decide whatever it is, right? Mm -hmm. Like you get to decide if it's like tough love or if it's super supportive, if it's very, you know, chill and namaste, or if it's like, you know, somewhere where we all go and, you know, work together or everyone's working solo within a group. Like it's up to you. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is that you just have to make sure that people like it should, I, that's my my rule of thumb. Like it should feel easy for you to coach. If it feels hard for you, like if you're about to go do this workout and you're like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, or I don't know if this is too much. If you even have that question, it's too much, right? Because (laughs) you have to be able to coach on it. That's number one. And the second thing is your clients have to be able to follow it. So if you feel like, nah, maybe it's not too much. And then you're like, wait a second. I know my group is this something that is going to be like, we have a circuit set up and I have like 15 different stations. Should I just take it down to four to six stations? Yeah. And you know what I mean? So there's not so many different exercises for them to learn, or maybe I can now take these stations and split into, you know, two different workouts, but just, you have to, you have to use that as almost like your cross-reference. Like, can I actually coach on this? Number one, is it easy for me to explain if it's not, simplify it down. And secondly, if your clients, if you can't, if they can't do it, or you think there there's going to be any confusion there, simplify it down. Simple is better. That's simple gets results. And I wish we would have known this because when we first started, we literally have tested everything under the sun and we would have all these insanely complicated, like I remember once we had a circuit with like 20 stations. Like I remember sitting and watching and I remember sitting and watching like video after video after video on YouTube being like, 
oh, look at this cool move. Look at that. Look at this. And they were like crazy moves. And I was like, oh, like this crazy push up with the hands inverted like this and da da da. And my clients are like looking at me like I'm crazy. Like when I show up, I'm like, we're going to try this. And like, it's cool to test like some different things here and there. But like, if all your workout is just things that they've never even done before, it also can leave your clients feeling like frustrated at the end. Totally. Because if they're showing up and they're not getting a workout in because you're spending 10 minutes explaining the game like I did, or you're showing them all these moves that they can't necessarily perform because they're really complex and they're just feeling really overwhelmed by it. They're going to leave feeling like I didn't get in a really good workout or that was just too much, too advanced for me, or I'm just frustrated. I feel like that it wasn't the right fit for me. And then are they going to feel motivated to come back? And that's the question you have to ask yourself by keeping it simple. You allow people to also feel successful. Exactly. And that's all to me. That's one of the main things when it comes to fitness, right? We talk about this a lot in the Academy. It's like the idea of like, you have to get the small wins. You have to get, because so many people who are getting involved on their fitness journey are usually not advanced athletes. (laughs) They usually are not, you know, their fitness has been put to the wayside for a while, or it is in their realm. But again, they're not at the level of like doing a one-armed push-up handstand. You know what I mean? Like, So it's the idea of like making sure that they're getting those small wins and every time, and that might be doing a push-up against the wall. That could be their small win, which is why too, we teach different levels and modifications, right? So if you do have a class that is all different people, then you know how, if you have a newbie or an advanced person, how they could still get benefits, push-ups against the wall. Maybe it's on their knees. Maybe it's on their toes on the ground. Maybe it's incline. You know, we could always put weights in it. Like there's always ways to make it more challenging. So everyone's being challenged, but included, but it's making sure that they can participate and they leave feeling like I did that. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's the push-up or the fall or the wall, right? Like Mm -hmm. just simple, get the wins and then you can get crazy afterwards. But if you can't get people to believe in you and build in their, the program and feel like it's actually working for them, it's going to be so challenging for them to stay or for you to be able to coach them. Agreed. So the third thing and the last thing is kind of ties into what we're just saying is the idea of creating a community. Mm -hmm. So when we first started, we did it without, when we first started in group fitness, we did it without fully knowing we were doing it and what we were doing it for. <laughs> True. True. So it was interesting because, you know, as I was just saying, like when you create a community, you're like the high priestess of your community, right? You get to decide <laughs> who gets to come in. You get to decide what the vibe is like, what people wear, what you wear, what, you know what I mean? Like how this all flows and works. And we kind of did it without knowing we were doing it, like what we, who we were attracting at the time. And I kind of like that though. Like when you're first building your community, like, yes, know who you want to work with. Like, do you want to work with women who are postmenopausal? Do you want to work with, you know, beginners? Do you want to work with people who are more advanced? Just so, you know, you're attracting the, your ideal clients. But I also kind of like it because it was like, oh, wait a second. Like we have a really interesting world (laughs) that we've kind of created. That's super fun of all different women from all different ages and stages who feel comfortable in our little world that we've created. Mm -hmm. And that was because one of the major things that was, and it still is to this day, is that everything that we taught was always challenging, but inclusive. It's like part of our mantra. Like no matter, like you will always be challenged because I, we both believe in, you've got to challenge your body to grow. You got to challenge your mind to grow, but you'll always feel supported and included here. So Mm -hmm. everyone felt like they could do it. 
So we had women from all different ages, stages, backgrounds, life, um, lifestyles, all of it. Totally. And the thing too, like going back to even the original statement of, you know, group fitness over personal training, like the whole idea of why we're saying, you know, start with group fitness, build a group fitness business. Because when you think about community and you think about the reason why a lot of people show up, it's really challenging to create a community in personal training with personal training clients. Yes, you could have a Facebook community that you have all your clients join, but the engagement will be very minimal, Mm -hmm. um, most likely because they're not connected, right? They don't see each other. They don't engage with each other. They're not celebrating. They may celebrate each other's wins on there, but it's like, they're not really connected. I remember, you know, one of my favorite things, like our, my community in my group fitness classes was so tight and, you know, not just by me leading it, but by the people that showed up every single week and that wanted to engage and create friendships and relationships that after classes once a week, at the end of our week, every week when I would finish teaching, I would always bring in something that I made from home, like some sort of like a food, like a homemade Lara bars or like protein balls or things like that. Something that usually we'd have a recipe on our blog about so that I could tell them like, oh yeah, you can get the recipe on our blog, but I would actually make it. And then we'd all like sit around and just like after class, like be super tired and just have like a snack. But it was like, it was so chill that we created such a cool environment. When I stopped teaching that location, because I moved my girls ended up staying together and showing up once a week. And each of them took turns leading each other. And that's community like that. Create. Yeah. I remember my mind was blown when they were like, okay, like Louise is going to teach this week. And then this, and then this. And I was like crying. I was like, oh my God, you guys are amazing. And they actually did it. They did it for a really long time. They still, they continued to just build those relationships and connection because that was one of the main reasons why all of them were there without even knowing that that was one of the reasons they thought it was for, you know, whether it was weight loss or strength training or whatever it was, but really the community aspect was the thing that kept them coming back week after week after week. Well, and the thing is too, is that, you know, again, a byproduct of that too, is that when you create a community, you also are marketing your program. Like you're Mm -hmm. actually marketing your program better than if you were doing personal training. Like you, because you've created this container that people love coming to, and then they're naturally going to rave about it and invite their friends and their people. Cause they're like, this is such a great space to be in. I want you to come join me there too. Totally. Right. And then it mm-hmm. becomes this place where not only is everyone getting better results too, because when they feel more part of the group, they feel more accountable to show up and they want to be there. So they're not missing classes and they're not, you know, l- in, in the last minute when they're tired being like, Oh, should I watch TV or go to my class? You know, they feel like they want to be there or they're missing something. So if FOMO. That, <laughs> exactly total FOMO. And that's so important. And then also for you as a business owner, it's easier for you then to grow your business because you have free marketing. They bring trial classes. There's all of these things and it makes your business so much more enjoyable for you. Because like I said, like you're like the high priestess of your group. Like you get to, so you start to attract people who are like you and you get to decide what it's like. And naturally some people will come that it might not be their vibe, but then you get to create this really great business that speaks to your heart, that is authentic to you, that you're helping people and all the things that is the reason why we get started in this industry. Right. Mm-hmm. So with that, those are our fitness coaching hacks. We wish we would have known before we got started. And these are all things too, of course, that we help you with within the fitness and nutrition experts certification. Um, 
we have hundreds of students who we've helped get certified, start group coaching businesses, build them to amazing heights and help hundreds of thousands of people by now, like the impact to get healthier and to start focusing more on movement and all the things that we love and we know the benefits of. So if you're interested in getting certified, we actually have our summer of self-study coming up, mark your calendars. So, um, one little thing, like usually what we have for our F and E certification is that it launches two times per year. But Amanda and I decided that we're going to open a summer of self-study option where basically you can fast track. So if you've decided that you want to get certified, you don't want to wait till the fall and you want to go and have your group fitness program up by the end of the summer, make sure to um, stay tuned because we will be posting more about it. It's going to be opening in July. Announcement coming soon. Yeah. And in the meantime, check out fitchicksacademy.com for all information about all of our programs and um, courses that we have through there. Okay, chicks, have an amazing day. And we can't wait to help you build some group fitness programs. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out.